This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Passion People Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'd just like to wish all of our listeners a very happy Dashara, happy Vijay, Vijay Dashmi and a happy Diwali in advance. I hope the new year and the new season brings a lot of cheer and happiness to your lives and that you all have the ability to face any difficulty or hurdle that is thrown at you. If this is the first time you're listening to the Passion People podcast and you don't know how it works, let me break it down for you. We interview an individual who's making their passion manifest in a tangible way every fortnight. We do this to inspire and motivate people to listen to their hearts and to follow those dreams and endeavors that have been tugging at their heartstrings for a long time. India being a country that is conservative not in not in any other way right it's con- it's conservative in the way that we are not encouraged to take risks we are not encouraged to do outlandish crazy things and that is what we are trying to change we are trying to bring about this change by taking you our listener to the individual who's making this happen so that you can look at these people you can figure out that they are humans too and blood runs through their veins too and they face difficulties as well but they persevered and they made extraordinary things happen all well not dying a little bit inside and keeping a part of their soul intact and more than that right and while touching the lives of other people and making extraordinary things happen because at the intersection of passion ability and monetization lies a beautiful thing and that's what we hope to help all of you guys find or get one step closer to finding in today's episode we talked to jaydeep who is a co-founder at a social change organization called noya star i'm not going to give away everything that we spoke about but few of my favorite parts of the conversation included dahi theory or yogurt theory the change in mindset that's required from today's uh, instant gratification to a gardening mindset and the need for patience and the use of the right outlook if you're running a social change organization and of course what it takes to financially run something like this because jaydeep used to be killing it at sap in bangalore and he's just left all of that to ensure that he's able to impact the lives of children around him let's let's dive in hey jaydeep uh, thank you for making time for the podcast you know it's uh, it's been a it's a real pleasure that that we have you on the show hey thanks so much my pleasure and i was really looking forward to you know connect here with you at business yes <laughs> thank you thank you so much so uh, so jaydeep i think a good place to start would be uh, if you can just tell our listeners what your passion is and you know maybe uh, take us back uh, to your story okay uh, yeah i mean <laughs> there are two questions in this uh, of course the story part and what i'm passionate about uh, right now if you ask me i'm passionate about uh, changing uh, one 
child's life at a time if you ask me that way and for um, and going back to my story it's very well connected to what i uh, like you can call it a pain point but i feel it's a journey right everyone okay. has to go through uh-huh. um for me it started when i was in uh, so I, i come from a place called udupi mm-hmm. a small coastal town uh, in karnataka mm-hmm. very beautiful extremely beautiful small mm-hmm. uh, and i come from a tulu community again uh, a linguistic minority that way right uh, very few people speak tulu across mm-hmm. uh, and i grew up in a school where uh, i think sports and extracurricular were uh, totally encouraged and i was I remember spending a lot of outdoor time then the inside class times. Uh and I think in class 8 that was when uh, Dr APJ Abdul Kalam was the president of India. Mm-hmm. He was of course he was very a maverick kind of a character and he was touring all across India inspiring a lot of people including children. I think every child loved him probably yeah and i was one among them <laughs> and i remember uh, picking up this wings of fire and he was in udupi that time and i picked up wings of fire for the first time this was the first book i ever read in my life oh and that book questioned uh, probably gave me that question for the first time to ask myself who are you because this guy ramesh uh, he came from rameshwaram and went on to become a scientist he wanted to become a pilot but ended up as a scientist and now a president of india right it's such a inspiration right and i felt okay uh, maybe my passion at that point of time is to write stories poems and i was very passionately writing then a uh, few poems for the books and the local uh, all the magazines and stuff very nice and i thought okay let me follow literature uh-huh. and i went to my parents uh, went to my elder brother relatives teachers and all of them had a same answer uh-huh. you will just come on the on the streets if you follow this <laughs> you will have no life uh, other than uh, choosing between engineering medicine uh, lawyer and uh, commerce ca you don't have any other option <laughs> i had just four options no one asked you who what you want to be who you are what's your core strength what's your passion that's not a consideration at all and uh, of course i uh, and they had decided that since i have a good patience level maybe you become a good doctor, doctor. <laughs> i said no man i can't imagine studying bio and i desperately uh, wanted to get out of it and although i chose that biology as a subject mm-hmm. thankfully i scored 50 and that automatically uh, you know flushed me out of that doctor uh, route yes uh but yeah engineering was the only left option then <laughs> i uh, but i think second year of engineering i met this teacher called rashmi ma'am uh-huh. uh she really believed in me i had a disastrous first year of engineering and second year uh, this teacher somehow uh, showed a lot of love and believed in my capability of logical thinking and uh, you know reasoning part that really turned around like mm. and next three years i performed really well and like i was one of the first to you know uh, get placed in a company all those things happened so if you just like look back that question that seeded in eighth uh, standard who you are and that uh, role of a teacher who came in late for me i mean i wish she had come earlier uh, and somebody who just believes right there's nothing else others is normal teacher like anyone but what really made us stand up uh, you know uh, 
apart from other teachers was i think that uh the belief that she placed and the love she had for her students i think that changed everything right for me i am ever grateful for resmi ma'am uh, always mm-hmm. and i landed in corporate in 2012 like i was 22 when i landed mm. in a corporate so this has been my childhood and uh, where i come from okay and so what corporate was this and how does it connect with uh, know your start today oh <laughs> it's i think uh, noya started because i had a corporate career okay uh, i i joined this company called as sap as mm-hmm. a software engineer and 6 months it was easy to figure out people were just here for salaries and paying their emis yes <laughs> yeah and the story is similar everywhere any corporate i mean not make a generic statement but i think yeah that's a point of concern for many of the corporates also right how do we motivate the employees to work from the intrinsic motivation part yeah. and not the extrinsic motivation yeah part. emis <laughs> So I was like, okay, I was sure this is not the life I want to lead, you know. <laughs> and uh, like this story of not being able to follow the literature route had always kept haunting. Hmm. And also seeing the people who were doing the job because of the salary, I was uh, dead sure that you know there is something wrong fundamentally in the ecosystem. So I went and met a lot of people before even we started Know Your Star. Okay. uh just to, uh like the people around us who are discontented with their uh, job profession why are you doing this profession what is your real passion like how you ask me what is your real passion right i think i asked this question a lot of people uh, and through even my friends who are in the same journey we Did also get a lot of answers oh yeah and the answers are very sim uh, i want to be a painter i want to be a architect i want to be uh, doing some athlete i was good in volleyball Okay, man. Do you even play volleyball? No. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I really believe life is not about you know moments you live. It's about the number of breathtaking moments you have. Right. Uh, and I was like, are you guys really living? I mean, is it? Uh, why have we uh, compromised on the human life uh, quality? Right. Right. Which is which is around the theme of this podcast. Right? Yeah. We want to make people have those realizations earlier in life. Yeah. Hmm. and i was like why is our human quality and we're talking about india as a nation which has highest number of youth and uh, i uh, recently came across a uh, statistics which is done by a very uh, very noted uh, research agency that said 45% of indian youth in between 22 to 30 age 45% are they regret the life choices they have made the career choices to the studies they have undertook or the job they are undertaking 45% and we're talking about 125 million people when i say 45% yeah uh and you will be more shocked or maybe you won't be shocked because the percentage of discontentment increases as we uh, as the age group increases right and uh and i was sharing with you right when i met in the morning like uh, farmer suicide rate is a highly spoken topic in india sensationalized sensationalized every politician every ngos to every superstar film stars want to talk about farmers yeah hardly anyone who is speaking about student suicide rates and you'll be again shocked to hear student suicide rates are higher than farmer suicide rates 
the data to prove it uh, and for last 5 years you pull off the data you'll be like every year student suicide rates are higher than farmer suicide rates and the reason they quote is very simple again the option we don't i mean we are uh, we are living in a freedom uh, free country uh, so called free country yeah. <laughs> but there's no freedom of choice which you get to make society dictates not even parents uh, not your loved ones but some that log kya kahenge people you know decide what will people say decide what you have to be uh-huh. uh and your the metric that you evaluated is how much you score in the five subjects which you probably may not want to score uh, in few subjects because your interest may lie in physics and maybe uh, doing economics but that is not given as option i mean right. our education system was designed to build slave uh, mindset uh, i mean british wanted us to be that I, i'm very thankful for british who brought us the railways and other stuff but the education system it's high time we reimagine about it and right. uh yeah i think uh, it's important for us to just acknowledge that all of us are here in this world with certain gifts and this gifts needs to be uh, really amplified and yeah. our school system should amplify this if not uh, if not parents or the society uh, at least can we do it in schools and that is why we are in schools okay can you talk a little bit more about uh, the work that you guys do at uh, noya star and you know maybe continue from your sap journey yeah sure yeah i think like i missed the track uh, but basically <laughs> uh, when i figured out uh, me and my friends i think we figured out that this contentment contentment is the because of the uh, the connection gap between profession and the passion mm-hmm. uh, then we said okay great let's uh, figure out these uh, 50 people who have followed the life path which they wanted to follow and they are not on the streets <laughs> and we started hunting for this and it was very easy to hunt okay we uh-huh. figured out, we thought okay it was very tough to find them but it it was really easy to get the 50 stories of people who have followed the life path uh, uh, as simple as in literature itself if we take there are so many professions one can follow top editor uh, you know uh, even a blogger even a story writer even a There's so much yeah, content generation yeah. yeah journalism content generation company uh, technical writing uh, medical transcription writing right. uh, industry specific writing there's so many jobs in the trade sir and yeah we picked up one one areas like this and we started to build stories at this point of time we are at 150 unique life paths wow 150 unique professions and at around 500 stories and we call them role models just to build that advocacy mm-hmm. you know uh, it's very important to label these kind of thing otherwise people won't get attracted <laughs> and for us role model means very simple they are not icons but icons can become role models but role models are role models uh, and they display three basic characteristics and uh, which is nothing but the self awareness bit first one which is just get uh, aware of the life path they are following aware of opportunities around them aware of things around them external motiva- uh, motivation and internal motivation why they are doing that's a self awareness bit and second one is the we use the term i can mindset mm-hmm. that uh, if i'm self aware i have the courage to ha- i can mindset i can follow whatever uh-huh. i want and the third one uh, for a role model uh, to have a critical feature is the unstoppable spirit and unstoppable spirit is okay great you have self awareness you have i can mindset 
you need to have some problem solving skills some critical thinking some you know uh, negotiation skills so uh, that that defines uh, unstoppable spirit so we said uh, if you display these three role model uh, characteristics i can unstoppable and self aware we will feature you and uh, we'll just document your story mm-hmm. yeah that's how we are with find stories of these role models now wow. and we felt okay great how do we take it to the students right and when we took it to students uh, it's a journey in itself uh, i should tell you uh, but like i just you overall just before i get into detailing uh, we took it to students and we figured out great stories of awareness building is amazing right but can before, we before you continue if i can yeah. interrupt where where can we find those 500 stories so, uh, it's at uh, this web uh, site called knowyourstar.com okay knowyourstar uh, continues okay and uh, we also are releasing books volumes uh, called knowyourstar book series okay uh, right now august 15th we are planning to launch uh, five volumes fantastic and it, it has challenges to do it has stories and it's beautifully handmade uh, book with a lot of heartfelt uh, illustrations again wow. done by a lot of volunteers so our team has put a uh, 8 month effort to produce this book congratulations yeah i'm like very excited with that like uh-huh. i'm sure whoever ha- has access to these books will learn 50 unique life paths and more than that they'll build a lot of uh, role model aspect which is spoke about i right. can and self awareness and unstoppable spirit okay by just going through that book it's designed in that way looking forward to picking it up or yeah. going through it in the uh, your website i'm sure i'm sure it's going to change a lot of lives with that awesome i'm very excited with that talk. fantastic fantastic yeah. sorry I, i interrupted you yeah uh, so we took the stories to children uh, then we used to just print and take Uh-huh. or bring those people to the school ecosystem okay the, the role models that i spoke about uh but then we figured out it's necessary uh, to build these three uh, unstoppable spirit uh, i can mindset and self awareness but in the ch- uh, child that we work with eight standard students uh, that's when you start aspiring to become someone or rather that i would allow to have that kind of a, you know modules when i was eight standard uh we started developing or curating these modules because there were so many things which were already there as hmm. uh, uh, education field is like filled with a great uh, amount of talent and like uh, we are, we feel we are like uh, we are here to learn and we can just curate them instead of reinventing the wheel right uh so we currently we put together everything these modules in a two year structure we were calling it fellowship mm-hmm. uh, it's a two year fellowship where uh child becomes or starts becoming a role model is on a path to become a role model okay very consciously is choosing life path maybe he, he won't zero down in two years but he'll at least aware we aware that this is a six profession where i think i can you know connect okay and this is six people who i think are my real role models like how every child needs a role number we feel every child should have a role models absolutely no yeah. no doubt about that yeah. and for me abdul kalam was a role model right? Right. and then i i was happy, you know lucky to have a role model uh, in my own teacher rashmi ma'am then kiran sir and then this feroz who was at sap so all these people have been like a role model for me i mean are my role models right so now if you ask me gandhi ji is a role model of course i have not seen him in person but i draw a lot of inspiration from who he was and what he has written right 
so i feel it's very important for us to really look up have some people to look up to mm-hmm. personally and professionally right to pick up a few nuances and uh, basic qualities that helps us become a better version of ourselves that's right. what success for me means absolutely yeah absolutely so uh, jadeep you, you uh, can you elaborate a little bit on uh, conscious choice we were, we were discussing it about it earlier can you can you elaborate a little bit on that uh so i mean there are many tests in the market that uh, i mean there are many ngos and for profit companies also who do a uh, lot of career counseling mm-hmm. and they have this personality test to decide what student can become but these are typically a labeling uh, processes uh, like they take a test and it's like if you have headache i'll give you aspirin you know so if you are good in art this put uh, you that you have you can only become a graphic designer uh-huh. uh i think that is more dangerous than uh, having no knowledge of uh, life paths so uh, the approach which we take uh, that's why i use the word conscious mm-hmm. uh and conscious life path choice is first being aware of maybe around 200 uh, professions that exist around the world around at least in your society wow. in 100 kilometers around you are you serious yeah there are easily more than that and i am i think i am just fashion surface and i'm talking about 150 professions uh-huh. but uh, just being in awareness of these professions and what their daily life looks like how are they you know going about their routine what people they interact with what are the stakeholders what are the challenges they have to face that kind of awareness if you have and then you choose what you want to become i am sure we can bring that 45% discontentment to maybe like 25% in our lifetime i don't know i feel that's a solution which we can explore right uh, and also i feel uh, labeling is just adds on to the pressure a child has uh, instead of asking them what you want to become and uh, i believe uh, that every child uh, is apparent is a role model and has a genuine super power uh, to do lot of things on their own Right. We need to acknowledge them as like little human beings. That is very important from our side. Right. Yeah. Got it. So in uh, you said uh, you know maybe bringing it down from forty five percent to twenty five percent. I guess uh, that leads into the next question that I wanted to ask uh, about about patience, yeah. about uh, <laughs> the diversity of the country yeah. that we are in, and yeah. about how yeah. how maybe one should think of these things uh, if they are in the development sector. Can you can, so can you elaborate a little bit about that uh, for us? Uh. uh i i would feel that uh, the people who typically come to development sector like even i came with a mindset to help somebody or support somebody uh-huh. and then i realized help and support are very derogatory terms uh-huh. i should feel uh, if i don't feel the part of it and uh, really feel that how do i participate in the change then i can't probably work in a right spirit so i feel uh, it's high time that people who enter development sector and who are working in the development sector use uh, terminologies like participate and coexistence rather than you know the help and support because we are no uh, great okay if we were great even after 70 years of independence if you are talking about uh, 60% literacy rate in india to uh, 45% discontentment like 80% dropping out after ninth standard it's very shocking even after so many government measures it's because we are all coming with a mindset 
uh, even with corporates who come do the csr they come with a mindset that they are here to help and support right i feel that's a major bottleneck like we need to remove that off and tell that we are here to participate with you in the uh, development and the change and we are part of your community and you are my brother and sister you uh, and i feel my brother and my sister should have a better livelihood right. should have a better education right and how do i bring in that uh, mindset of being in a family and thinking that the people who we work with as a family right. no, no more inclusive mindset rather than being a more egoistic like, mindset egoistic yeah. or saying they don't know i'm i'm coming from i'm looking at it from the top yeah, and saying uh, it, it's more like you know reaching down and yeah. helping kind of yeah. a thing like i went to school uh, five years back uh-huh. i wanted to change uh, school and i wanted to change india i was of course blocked down by these uh, numbers and i was like what are we doing you know right. and i wanted to support help these kids underprivileged all this heavy heavy jargons <laughs> then if you ask me now i'll be like i'll be more than happy happy if somebody comes and participates in the right. in the change that we are driving i may be in a driver position because just because i am working here full time and maybe like little more exposure or little more access to right people uh, but that doesn't mean that i can be in a position to help or support somebody <laughs> i can just invite people to participate along with me to bring about this change got got it uh you spoke about the the dahi theory and uh, oh. that was something uh, <laughs> that i think you should uh, maybe uh, elaborate on uh, you know for for the sake of our listeners yeah so the social change we were just talking right now right. and i said participation is important than the support and help right a uh, friend of us uh, she is a author uh, called rajni bakshi Uh, quite popular for uh, Swadesh story and the Bapu Kuti book. Right. Uh, she shared the story with me uh, day before. Uh, this is a story by a. It's an oral tradition. No one knows who has written this uh, theory, uh-huh. but it just passed on to everyone. And I think I'm so lucky that I got a chance to pass it on to you and the <laughs> listeners today. Uh, so the story is on the uh, the he uh, the curd. everyone all of us have made curd at our home at certain point of in a daily basis uh, and all of us know the few things which are required and this uh, devendra bai who was a close aide to gandhi ji he said that to bring about a social change uh, we need to be like in the mindset of making a dahi making the curd and it's quite simple uh, to make a curd what it takes is uh, Uh, right proposition of uh, dahi and the milk you can't have like uh, 10 tons of milk and one spoon of dahi to make uh, uh, you know milk into dahi to bring about that transformation that change uh, nor uh, secondly you, uh, the the milk needs to be in a right temperature it cannot be i mean right i mean a range at least like it can't be like super cold or super hot then it can't uh, make this uh, the the process of making curd and the third thing uh, when you are making dahi you can't keep uh, stirring and rotating and agitating you need to give them the like uh, if you do that it will stop do, uh, you know doing uh, curd so and most importantly the fourth thing it's important for us to have that patience or the faith that i have put enough uh, dahi with the enough milk and i am going to wait for 10 hours without touching it without disturbing it uh while i do my other work uh, and maybe like support in the work uh just trying to ensure the right temperature exists 
or just trying to ensure no one touches it i probably put a fence around i do that but right. the process of uh, making curd ha- requires a lot of patience so uh, so the, like just drawing parallels the social change also requires all these things and yeah this is a great story for us to keep remind ourselves that we are here for a longer journey and uh, when i feel right. 45% to 25% i spoke about now i'm developing that muscle that i i should wait for uh, my lifetime to see that maybe not in 5 years right also like i uh, strategically i want to be uh, like very uh, figure out what is the fastest way to get there yeah maybe i can use the word tactically i want to be impatient uh-huh. but strategically i want to be patient Fair point. Like yeah. tactics, I will use to ensure the fencing and uh, to ensure the right temperature and all these things. Tactics, I will use it for effort, uh, and I'll I'll be super impatient with that. Mm-hmm. But strategically, I'll wait for that uh, um, milk to become curd for that much time. I'll right. be very patient with the strategy. Right. I think it's a really good uh, parallel to draw not only for the development sector, but I guess it's it's a good parallel to draw for anything that we do, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel that. we live in a world of instant gratification yeah. overnight delivery oh uh, you know the 30 minute delivery and uh, you know fast I, I story fast it's, it's story. a very fast moving yeah. world and yeah. and and we read a lot about uh, you know move fast and break things yeah. and all of these things yeah. and uh, especially today i guess it's a very uh, uh, i don't know how to put this it's a it's a very dangerous uh, mindset to have i guess because uh i i've seen that in myself uh, as well right mm. you know when we, when you start something you start it with all the enthusiasm and the mm. uh, and the energy and mm. the uh, you know the with all the right intent mm. but but we never realize that what we're playing is a extremely long game as against uh, you know maybe i want something tomorrow and i want something day after tomorrow mm. and or we start something and we don't see the change mm. and and we get disheartened from it right mm. so uh were there any such uh, incidences or any such uh, things that kind of shifted you from the hot blooded uh, 22 year old who started this to yeah. the more uh, the, the more calmer uh, you know yeah. the, the uh, version of yourself right now i think i've seen a lot of failures <laughs> a lot uh, and failures for me uh, are like i mean i was just sharing the story of a student of mine who uh, the school where we worked with for the first time in its 25 years of uh, existence got like a uh, distinction that is above 85% and the entire wow. village celebrated and i saw that 25 years not even yeah one distinction yeah. of mine and it's quite close 100 kilometers from bangalore and we used to go every saturday to uh, work or volunteer there right. and then it was a help mindset you know we went with that like uh-huh. we wanted to change system and like Right. Uh, and our solutions were also very impatiently designed. Like strategy was impatient, not the patient. Right. Uh, and tactics were again, which is okay, all right. But uh, I saw the failure of my favorite student uh, getting married immediately after tenth standard. Mm-hmm. And now she has. Uh, and I am not against the marriage, but I am against the not a conscious decision of being married. You know, uh, if she had an option, she would have been a. she had interest in uh, i remember pure uh, science and she probably could have been a great i don't know what but at least if she had a option to become what and then get married i'll be i would have been more happy right. uh, that's when uh, i mean lot of uh, these failures have helped us design the program to your fellowship more than the fellowship i talk about my alumni program so once they are fellows they graduate after 9th standard right. after fellowship 
they till they graduate the 6 years the next 6 years mm-hmm. till they are 22 they are in our alumni network okay i mean not network but program probably and for me personally if you ask me what is driving me to be in this field is to i want to ensure all my alumni succeed Right. and succeed meaning better version of themselves following their own life path being a role model self aware i can and unstoppable so uh, for me uh, to become from that hard uh, young blooded guy to this calm person is just because of the lot of failures they have seen uh, and if you ask me any suggestions how you can accelerate this journey right is to stop following lot of famous porters that talk about success stories of people <laughs> and read about uh, failures which people have gone through and right. why they are doing and it's like uh, people next to you maybe your your own father mothers to your own relatives around you just to talk to them tell ask them what you have been up to and like why you are doing what you are doing this these two questions can bring in teach i mean a lot of uh, wisdom and give you a lot of wisdom and tell you that with failures you succeed and not suck, you know not the other way around yeah because unfortunately we have self help books and two minute leadership and like <laughs> all this the whole uh, you yeah. know the urgency to succeed kind of a thing yeah, 30 minute managers to uh-huh. i i feel uh, we are again in that manufacturing mindset right. i think gardening mindset is important uh, where you sow the seeds and like you really the, again dahi right like uh, i go back to dahi theory today right so the seed let it go yeah. and then see what happens yeah and you coexist like your uh, roots are probably talking to the other roots which are there next to you and this osmosis process with the soil and like a lot of things which you can just co-learn right. by coexistence right right so if there are um, uh, the first thing that i had in mind right The, the the one of the first things that uh, that I also spoke to you about was how how you are supporting yourself and how uh, how people in the development sector need to need to think of it. So if tomorrow there is someone who wants to go into the development sector, right. so what would be some things that they need to uh, think about? Because I'm sure for you yeah. going from you know being a full time uh, 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 being a full timer at a multinational yeah. to uh, to working for your own not for profit would be in, uh, yeah. a huge personal transformation financially as well as personally yeah, so yeah. can you talk us through a little bit of that yeah uh yeah i think that's very critical but uh, if you ask me the equation and there's a lot of life choices that you have to make if you uh, enter a social sector but uh, to be honest social sector is right now in a booming phase okay uh, there's a lot of uh, traction energy thanks to the csr initiatives and like the government mandate and also i think we have come to realize that social impact is quite important mm-hmm. in the society we live otherwise as i said student suicide rates will increase more and more uh, and i think even the hni the high net worth individual are also supporting beyond this csr they have i mean they are really uh, betting on the lot of social impact organization right. and i would still use the word social impact organization instead of ngo not for profit uh, is because uh when we use ngo or this terms you are separating that i am not a government i am you know i feel as a social impact organization government is equal stakeholder right and ngos are also stakeholders individuals also so uh, i think development sector currently has a lot of 
fellowships that uh, many people offer mm-hmm. like at least 6 7 that i am aware of uh, mm-hmm. gandhi fellowships to psi peace for india to various fellowships mm-hmm. uh, and i think every state uh, today even cm fellowships are also getting offered Go- yeah? yeah government is offering uh-huh. and then this lamp and spark and which union government offers Uh, so the scene in development sector is really, uh, I mean, heartening. If you ask me, uh-huh. and anyone to enter from that pres- uh, that entry point is also great. Uh, but being an entrepreneur is a very different journey, in, right? In itself, like, and I probably made a choice to be an entrepreneur, uh, where my work is social impact uh, work, mm. and this sector uh, has a lot of entrepreneurs who have done like. Groundbreaking work, pioneering work, and stuff. Mm. So, like enough role models also in this sector. Uh, but if you're looking at just being able to contribute in the sector, I think the fellowships are, are the right uh, entry point because okay. you can always go back to your other field if you feel that you you're disconnected. Okay. Uh, but if you think to be an entrepreneur, I also still recommend going through uh, fellowships or working with someone. For at least like a year or two, just to understand the landscape before you become an entrepreneur. Like uh, I am very grateful for running Noyashar as a voluntary organization right. for uh, four years before we went full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that knowledge is like uh, like a gem for us. If right. we had not gone through that, uh, maybe we wouldn't have been a good organization last two years. Got it. So uh, a a lot of this uh, would also have meant uh, convincing a lot of your family and the people around you that you know this is the path that I want to take and uh, you know I'm sure they would have had uh, had their own reservations uh, mm. uh, when when you wanted to do this. Mm. So uh, how how did you how were you how were you able to get around uh, how were you able to get around them or how how do you navigate that? Mm. I think uh, end of the day everyone wants to see you happy. and be in that abundance mindset like having access to uh money resources uh, free time to everything right right so uh, what makes some people go against your decision is they feel that you will be unhappy in your next role so it's important for uh anyone including me to tell everyone that i am the most happiest here because this is where my passion and what i do Uh, that famous three circle, right? What you do and what you're good at, and uh, who you want to be, all matches, right? So I feel telling that out frequently to everyone, communicating it to your all your close, near and dear ones, is the most important bit in this. Okay. Uh, and it can be communicating through verbally or many other ways, right? Like, right. but important to communicate that you you love doing this and you feel that. As a human, this is the best thing you can do. And, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So, how are you? Uh, you know, how how do you how do you think of uh, how do you manage your fear? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, what I shared about uh, tactically impatient, strategically patient. Uh-huh. Uh, all the risks that I take, which generates these fears, typically. Risks are around the tactics part typically, and there it is. I think it's a rapid prototyping. Like if I use right. a software terminology, like you keep uh, making mistakes. Right. And uh, I feel for me, of course, I go through fears and stuff, 
but i feel i'll be happy if i do it fail at it that fear is gone again start i'm right. until it it's over so i believe in that rapid prototyping uh you keep uh, tactically being super impatient keep trying out keep trying out fear will generally i mean it will decrease not generally for sure decrease if you keep trying out and fail at it and you know the what's the next thing best thing you can do so i think that has helped me there there are uh, people listening in who who would want to who would want to contribute who want to reach out and uh, or who may, who may just want to have a word with you hmm. so the, how can how can they uh, how can they reach out to you yes yeah. uh, i'm very happy to speak to anyone in fact i love uh, uh, talking to and just understanding their journey and because i feel that itself is such a gift I, as i said in the first statement everyone has come with certain gifts here right and uh, i think my wealth if you ask me is i have accumulated a lot of wealth like this by just knowing a lot of people and they are like really a uh, good friends today mm-hmm. and they are participating in the change that i am part of uh, i would again use not help or support i mean they are helping financially or something or right. contributing their time or uh, volunteering for something uh, but i feel more than that they are participating in this thought process and we are not expert at uh, what we are doing uh, but all of us who are in this journey who want to drive the change be the change are helping us uh, drive the change because they are participating just by talking about you know uh, role modeling and these three aspects are important it can be more but this is what we believe in as a generic uh, characteristics right uh, they can reach out to me at uh, like uh, my i am at jaydeep at uh, knowyourstar.com that's my email id and uh, on the website there are enough places where we can like come uh, on facebook so everywhere uh-huh. uh, it's easy most easy to reach out to us okay and of course in the spaces if they want to check out uh, there are spaces in bangalore this mm-hmm. uh, brindavan tent school which uh, we adopted a year and a half ago right. now it's a model school in the entire cluster okay in in a nine month time frame uh, the story happened and when we took there were only 4% kids who knew to read uh-huh. now it's 82% uh, and wow. work in progress uh, we are there yeah and uh, this school is right uh, very close to indranagar like, okay uh, five kilo- it's in visnanagar okay uh, around 4 kilometers from indranagar and this magadi school even that is also quite close like 80 kilometers <laughs> this school is in bangalore uh, we have adopted Uh, the school uh, 10 schools uh, entire village uh, in uttar pradesh called bagpat which okay. is like 40 kilometers from delhi okay and uh, we have 100 fellows who are in eighth grades uh, becoming role models now to the entire wow. community so we'll be more than happy to host uh, any listener who's keen to just uh, see our work and just you know spend a day with us in either of the location bagpat or bangalore okay so whoever drops by delhi can of course see us in bangalore can of course see us so awesome. i'll be i'll plan to drop by sometimes yeah i'll be more than happy to host you and all the friends around and yeah, i think yeah we need to uh, this is a big elephant size education problem and to have a to move the elephant we'll need an army of people right right of course uh, would be would be glad uh, to be part of the initiative i'm sure uh, a lot of our listeners would like uh, to participate as well um uh, this this uh, podcast is titled uh, you know the, the passion people podcast 
and uh, you know the the theme uh, around which we uh, that we are operating is so that people can get inspired from people like you and the finite stories that you put out and you know, so that they can they can rethink or reimagine their lives sooner and faster so that they can uh, they can lead better lives so share uh, on the podcast and if there's uh, anything else that you need from from me or from the listeners to let us know so no i, I think it's uh, been a wonderful conversation so much like when you i am in a reflection zone if you ask me right. and uh, thanks for the questions that you asked and the platform you have created for people to come in uh, it helps me personally uh, help me to personally reflect on my own journey and why i am doing what i am doing right. and that's a very powerful question why i am doing what i am doing and we need to constantly ask ourselves every time uh, in fact i hope every day like a last funda i would want to share with you which i really strongly believe in is what vinoba bave uh, is a gandhian uh, and like maybe a gandhian successor right. he said this formula called m2a okay like h2o water is essential for body uh, there is m2a which is also essential for human well being okay and that is uh, before you do anything before you act anything just remember m2a that is two times you meditate on that activity uh-huh. and do the action one time so <laughs> like it can be before action you meditate and after action you meditate so that you can reflect right and you can plan do activity and then reflect right so that is a great uh, formula which i think i have been trying to practice for a year and a half now uh-huh. uh so like yeah i would love if all the listeners also uh i mean if i can inspire them i feel uh, i'm really you know honored and privileged if i can do that and i think i'm just paying forward whatever i have received in this through this platform and right. i'm very grateful for you uh, because you created this platform and engaging with uh, uh, people like uh, me who have some stories to share and uh, listeners who have given their valuable time and listening to us i would love to hear from them i'll be more than happy if i can get some emails or anything that comes in Fantastic. and I, i would love to host them in my uh, schools fantastic so what what i will also do is i will share uh, your contact as well as your social links on the podcast show notes sure. so that uh, people can reach out thank you so much thank you thank you so much and that's a wrap guys i hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation with jaydeep in case you heard a lot of background noise that was because uh, the recording was in um, in a park i'm i'm sorry for <laughs> not being able to find a location that is podcast friendly uh, but but hopefully over the next couple of weeks we will change that uh, i promise to bring you a quieter you know less distracting conversations even though i don't think the current one was too distracting uh, anyway so uh, th- thanks for tuning in uh, and uh, look out for another episode uh, two weeks down the line and uh, some interesting twitter updates from our side i'd like to thank krithika for her help in editing the podcast and writing up the show notes Shankar from the Writer and Geek Show for creating our beautiful jingle that you're listening to currently. Audio platforms Storio, Castbox, and Savan for featuring us. Audio Boom for hosting us. Bharat Ganesh for his graphics design. Saif Omar and Vishnu from the Musafir Stories and the Writer and Geek Show for their inputs and insights that have made our episode better today. This is Naga signing off. Until next time.